0: This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan.
1: Hello, it's Mark here, and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 156 for this Friday. The 17th of November. Brought to you by Mr. Mister Menswear, Abbey Street Care, and Fry Street Casual, where their Black Friday sale is now on with up to 20% off selected items. Call into one of their stores today or go online at MrMister.ie. That's www.mistermister.ie, and their Black Friday sale ends on November the 25th. So, how was your week? Hope it went well. What on to Clomel Commercials, who beat Newcastle west of Limerick in the Munster Senior Cup quarterfinals? Great result there. You may have also seen the town's Christmas lights being put up this week. Yeah, can't wait to get those switched on. Storm Debbie with an eye would hit Clomel this week. I know my wheelie bin blew over. How was yours? There was rubbish everywhere. Congratulations to Mulligan's Pharmacy in Gladstone Street, who won Pharmacy of the Year at the recent Retail Excellent Awards. The Clonwell Community Training Centre had their annual 10k walk for charity this week too. Well done to everyone involved there. It also looks like the new owners of the Clonmel Arms signed contracts this week. You may have seen the building being made secure on Thursday down by the quay. A lot of excitement regarding that news. And speaking of contracts, they were also signed this week for the new bus service coming to town. So not long before that's surely up and running. So, what is coming up this week on the Clonwell Podcast? Well, it's a first for the podcast with a two-parter as I chat to Richie Fennessy from Fennessy's Hotel and next week it's Esther, Ritchie's wife. Also coming up, news of a public meeting regarding water issues here in town, Marlafield JA have a table quiz, the press's fundraising lotto and lots more on the way.
0: The Clonwell Podcast.
1: But for St Mary's Call Society's Cinderella is coming to the White Memorial very soon and I caught up with Jason Ryan at the White to get all the details. I've come to the White Memorial Theatre and I'm joined by Jason Ryan from the St
0: Mary's Call Society.
1: Jason, here we are at this gorgeous old theatre again.
0: Yeah, we're back in it again, Mark, for another, another season beginning next week, I suppose. Tell us about it, Cinderella Cinderella, it's our second time doing Cinderella um, Oh no it's not, it is Sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, We did it in 2015, it was actually our first panto um, in years And we were trying to pick a panto there I suppose last April And we said oh, go Cinderella again, we have a different script now It's not the same script as last time Um story is the same I suppose It's open on Monday the 27th of November And it's running through then until the 2nd of December With two shows on the Saturday uh, there's no show on the Wednesday. We're taking a break the Wednesday night and the matinee is already sold out. Thank God. Fantastic. Yeah. Who's in it this year? So this year our Cinderella is Katie Judge. Uh, Katie's from town and Prince Charming is Noah Hayes. Again from town, a student of the CVS High School. Um, Noah joined the XL U Theatre um, group last summer. summer just gone. Um, and he got a leading role there And to great acclaim We're delighted to have Noah on board We have a lot of new faces uh, this year We have a load from uh, Tipperary Musical Society That are travelling up To come on stage with us this year So Evan O'Mara Cole Flanagan uh, Zacha Holleran, And then we have um, Cormac Maher Who's returning um, I suppose listeners might remember Cormac as the dentist From Little Shop of Horrors Great show by really, the way yeah. Really enjoyed yeah. that And he was brilliant in that So he's um, uh, back again this year uh, Playing one of the stepsisters and then we've, um, I suppose, a, he's a stalwart at this stage. Kevin Toohey is playing the stepmother, ugly stepmother. Uh, and come on, you're leaving somebody out. One of the stepsisters, I believe. I am. I'm, I'm playing one of the stepsisters. <laughs> reluctantly <laughs> playing one of the stepsisters, but uh, yeah. So that's our that's our cast, um, and we're looking forward to it now. It's rehearsals are, are a great crack at the minute, and um, the kids are brilliant. We've ninety kids in the show. Ninety. Ninety kids are divided into two groups. And to give them credit, they're brilliant. They're mm. just, they're coming in now at rehearsals. They're sitting down, they're being called up and they're being called up. Or they're very good when they're being called up. And they know their dances better than what we do. And they know every line of the script better than us. So they're excellent, in fairness to them. I'm looking at the set here on stage as well, coming together nicely. Yeah, Anthony Lawless, um, our set, a new set designer, I suppose. Anthony's first show with us was a little shop last April. So he's back again. He's doing the set for, for the Panto. Um, and he's well underway, I suppose. He's another week to go, so... Yeah, it's all, it's all systems go, I suppose, here at the minute Now, tickets, how much are they and where can people get them from? Tickets are €15 Euro. Uh, There's a concession then on Monday and Tuesday Four tickets for €50 Euro. Um, and tickets can be bought then if you go onto our social media pages uh, Instagram or Facebook the links are all up there to go to the online box office it's ticketsource.eu forward slash white memorial theatre uh,
1: Can we can we talk of Vita as well next year? The, the, big, the big Yeah, one, the yeah. big one
0: That's what everyone's waiting for uh yeah evita the auditions for evita are starting are on november 29th it's the wednesday night they're on here in the white it's the night we have no panto or, um
1: ah so that's forms. why is it it's as not, well no, they are not, not why, taking
0: a not, rest it's evita auditions um so <laughs> they're, they're on that night um we have a registration link up and that's up until uh, next thursday so you have until next thursday to register first and then it's also some to go that and anthony as i just mentioned our set designer he's actually started building Evita set last week so it's another six months away but preparations are well underway for it already. And can
1: anyone audition? Anyone can audition
0: yeah anyone can audition. audition. Um, There's five main parts in it you've Eva, you have Shea, you've um, Peron Peron's mistress and then Magali the singer. They're the five main parts and then I suppose we had a meeting with the director last week and the smaller parts after that like we say Avisha's uh, brother or her sisters or her mother they will all be cast in from the audition panel as well so um, as we always say if you want even a small part we encourage everyone to come down and audition fantastic when is that again sorry uh, auditions are the 29th of November and the show itself then is on from the 8th of April to the 13th okay in the meantime best of luck with Cinderella
1: here at the White Memorial Theatre Jason Ryan thank you so much thanks a million Thank you, Jason. Now, a public meeting on the current water supply problems in Clonmel takes place at the Torbott Hotel on Monday, the 20th of November at 7.30pm. It's hosted by Councillor Pat English, Seamus Healy and Theresa Johnson from the Workers and Unemployed Action Group. And all are welcome to attend there. The Presentation Secondary Schools fundraiser lotto is now on with some lovely prizes on offer. It's their first ever draw and it takes place on November the 30th. Get more details on their Facebook page where you can also scan the QR code. The Tipperary Museum of Hidden History are running a series of 12 Children's Arts and Crafts Saturday workshops starting tomorrow Saturday from 10am to 12 noon. This is for children aged from 6 to 12 years. The price is just a fiver. And you'll need to book your child's place. You can do so at museum at tipperarycoco.ie or call 052-616-5252. A Mantra Night is coming to the Ormond Centre opposite the train station next Tuesday, the 21st of November. It's on from 7 to 8pm. Admission is free and all are welcome to come along and find out how the power of mantra can change your life. Marlefield J A Club are holding a table quiz in commemoration of Noel Cosgrave, rest in peace for his huge contribution to the club and referee community over the years. It's on Tuesday, November the thirtieth, at eight pm in Kerry's Pub in Irish Town. Table of four is five euros per person, and all are welcome to come along and support that. Oldbridge FC split the pot draw returns this coming Sunday, November the nineteenth, at the Immigrants Rest at eight thirty pm. Wanna get yourself a ticket? You might win something there. The next Clonmel Repair Cafe is on Saturday, the 25th of November at Zero Waste Marketplace in Anglesey Street from 11.30am to 1.30pm. Want to come along with your items to be repaired? Also, the toy library, which is really cool, is on there too on the same day. Bellevue Academy present a Merry Little Christmas concert on Sunday, the 26th of November. It's on at the Strand Theatre in Carrick-on-Shore. Tickets are on sale online right now for €12. Get more details on the Bellevue Academy Facebook page. A Christmas flower demonstration by Mandy from Feathered Flowers is coming to the Sleepnemong Golf Club on Tuesday, the 12th of December at 7 30 pm. Tickets are 10 euros from Heather on 052 613 2213 on Mandy's Flower Shop. It's an aid of the Tiri Centre and Holy Trinity Feathered. Refreshments will also be served afterwards. St. Rita's Camogie and Feathered are looking for donations of pre loved sports gear for their Christmas pop up shop on Sunday the 26th of November, at the Patrician Secondary School's Christmas Market. So if you have any jerseys, shorts, training tops, boots, helmets, hurlies, etc., you can drop them off to any committee member or extreme valeting in Feathered. A Christmas Country with the Stars is coming to the Talbot Hotel on Wednesday, December 6th, featuring Philomena Begley, Declan Nerney, Patrick Feeney and lots more. Tickets are on sale at Hotel Reception on 052 6188700. Staying with the Talbot Hotel and Monster Craft Fair and Christmas Market is coming there on the 26th of November from 11am to 5pm. Should you like to have a stand there, you can contact Ned on this number, 086-830-9365. St Peter and Paul's annual Christmas festive concert will take place on Sunday, the 10th of December at 7.30pm, featuring the Clonmel Concert Band and guests. Tickets are €20 Euros from the Paris shop. Just out the road in Grange, they're having a Christmas fair on Sunday, the 19th of November. That's this coming Sunday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Grange Hall. There'll be arts, crafts, treats, Christmas gifts and lots more there. The ETB are also holding a Christmas market on Saturday, the 2nd of December at the Mall opposite the Plaza. It's on from 12 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. There'll be local crafts such as textiles, reefs, candles, soaps and lots more. And don't forget, Santa will be at the Plaza on the same day across the road there. Speaking of the Plaza, the Presentation Secondary Schools Christmas Market is on there on the 16th and 17th. That's Saturday, the 16th and Sunday, the 17th of December from 12 to 5 p.m. There'll be local crafts, festive goods, Santa's Grotto, food stalls, face painting, music and lots more. All are welcome to attend and it's free entry. Cash Community Centre are having their art craft food fair on December the 2nd and 3rd all are welcome to attend. An evening of psychic mediumship with the one and only Sandy McSweeney is coming to the Coachman Bar on Tuesday December the 5th at 7:30 p.m. Tickets are just 10 euros from either Irene at the Coachman or you can call Denise and get them here on 085 755 0478. That's 085 478 0478 and I'll see you there because I'm going to that. Can't wait. Tipperary University Hospital are having their annual remembrance mass in loving memory of deceased patients. It's on at St Mary's Church, Irish Town on Friday the 17th of November at 7:30 p.m. Southeastern Mountain Rescue's Long Way Around fundraiser event, the 15k walk or run from Clonmel and taking the Long Way Around the Holy Year Cross takes place on the 25th of November. More details, by the way, on the Semra Facebook page. Clonmel's Winter Pride takes place on Saturday, the 25th of November. Lots going on here, including the parade itself, starting at 1.30pm from the Gordon Street car park. Then from 2.30 to 4pm, it's Winter Pride inside the and Barracks Hall. Entry, by the way, is from the Dillon Street side. And finally, from 8pm till late, it's Pride After Dark at O'Keefe's. Get more details on the Clonmel Pride social media pages. The Quiet Land by Malachi McKenna comes to the Newcastle Community Hall on Saturday the 18th and Sunday the 19th of November, that's this weekend. This two-man play featuring Jermar and Ricky Dunn focuses on the ups and downs of elderly life in rural Ireland. Tickets are just €10 Euros and are available from Macarras and O'Dwyer's Newcastle and Berkshop Art Finnan, with all proceeds going to positive steps together. Clon Melody present Flow with E.J. May, Stuart Connolly, plus Sean Deegan and the Benedictines at Baker's Back Room on the 23rd of November. Tickets are a mere, and I say that, a mere €5 Euros from Eventbrite. Well worth the money. Uproar Rock Aurors have their winter concert at the Old St Mary's Church on Friday, December 1st. Doors open at 7pm with the concert starting at 730 30. Tickets are $12.50 from Eventbrite with proceeds going towards Community Mothers and the Clonmel Community Soup Kitchen. There will also be special guests there on the night. I wonder who that might be. The Hygiene Hub Tipperary have started their Christmas campaign. Their hashtag Spread Kindness Appeal is now up and running for the month of November. Here's how it works. Just donate a gift set at one of their drop-off points around town. Could be the Sue Ryder Charity Shop. Ravesi in Irish Town, Zero Waste Marketplace, or a Gorman's Pharmacy. This will be gifted to someone in need in time for Christmas, along with essential hygiene items, or you can donate the cost of a gift set through their donate page. Get more details on the Hygiene Hub Tipperary social media pages. Clonmel Theatre Guild present The Odd Couple, the female version coming to Raheem House on the 5th to the 8th of December. This, of course, is their excellent dinner theatre. Tickets are €40 Euros and on sale now. Check out their social media pages on how you can purchase tickets. A Christmas holiday play event is coming to the Hillview Sports Club on the 28th and 29th of December. The kids will just love this, especially after Christmas. There'll be a bouncy castle, inflatable and giant games, music lights and lots more. at the price is €10 Euros per child. And get more details on Hillview Sports Club's Facebook page. Talking to Hillview, don't forget that Bingo continues every Monday with a jackpot standing at €1,000. It all gets underway, by the way, at 8pm, and you get tea and coffee at halftime as well.
0: The Clonmel podcast, Job Spot
1: Jobs this week. What do we got? Well, pennies in town are hiring. They're looking for part-time staff. Go to careers.primark.com slash jobs, or better still, just pop in and inquire. Mars Food Store in Kilshillan are hiring. Just pop into the shop or check out their Facebook page for more info on that position. Busy Bees Clonmel are looking for a caretaker. 15 hours a week, you'll need your own transport too. For more details, email office at busybeesclonmel.com or call this number 086 202. Galileo in town are looking for waiting staff. You can drop in your CV there if interested. Likewise, for this position at KFC, they're looking for someone at the Poppyfields to join their team. Befani's are looking to hire a commie chef kitchen assistant 25 hours per week. For more information, call this number 0526177893 or email info at befani.com. Pamela Scott at the Showground Shopping Centre are looking to hire a part time sales advisor. 21 grand a year. You can drop in your CV if interested there, or just to get more information about the job. Team member wanted at Costa Coffee Poppyfields. Once again, drop in your CV there if interested. IMC Clonmel are looking for a general operative. More on their social media pages. MS at the Showgrounds are looking for Christmas staff. You can drop in your CV there. A part-time leisure attendant is wanted at the Clonmel Swimming Pool. You must have the relevant qualifications. Get more on the Tipperary County Council social media pages. New-looking town are hiring Christmas staff. Once again, just drop in with your CV. DV8 are also looking for seasonal staff here in Clonmel. Retail experience preferred, but full training will be given. Email your CV to clonmel at dv 8 fashioncom Star Fuels in Clonmel are looking for a yard operator store person with immediate start. Duties include loading customers' cars, keeping the shed and yard clean, and unloading and loading trucks using a forklift. If interested, you can send them a message on their Instagram page, Star Fuels Clonmel, or call into the store. And finally, the Village Grill in Clarahan are looking for a store supervisor where you'll oversee the day-to-day running of the store you must be able to work with the team, flexible working hours, and an experience in the food industry desired. If interested, send your CV to O'Donnell one at gmail.com. That's O'Donnell one at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clonmel Podcast, you can email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. Right, time for this week's interview. It's the first of our two-parter. And this week, I caught up with Richie Fennessy at Fennessy's Hotel.
0: The Clonmel
2: Podcast.
1: I've come to the gorgeous Fennessy's hotel here in Gladstone Street and I'm joined by Richie Fennessy. Richie, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast.
2: Uh, thank you very, very much. It's a
1: pleasure. Now, I must explain, this is a two-parter. Yeah. We'll be speaking to your good lady Esther yeah. uh, in next week's podcast. Oh, yes, so this week I have you, Richie. Tell us about the hotel.
2: When did you acquire it? We acquired it in, uh, we heard about it in 1994. And we heard about it below in Tony Rickson's bar down the street. Everything, all the communications, all the, the information used to pass through, through the public houses. Brilliant. <laughs> so, there was about, um, uh, going made. back a bit further, there were no pubs closed. There was in all, we counted, 56 pubs with their licences on the different streets of Clangmel. Now we're down to less, far less than half of that. It's a shame, isn't it, to see that? Ah, uh, it is indeed. And they, 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 many of them are old style pubs, but they're just closed up now. And a lot of them didn't even sell after they closed up. So, of course, that was, I'd say, from about the end of the Celtic Tiger, or that would be about 2007, the bust. Bertie, Bertie Hurdon's uh, Bust. Oh, do you remember <laughs> that? Yeah, 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 2008, yeah, 2008. Oh, my 2008. God. That's when things started really go down in public houses and Scandinavia. And you've been here 30 years? Is it over 30, 30 years? 30 years. We've been here, but the place wasn't open for about three or four years after we acquired it. It was we, Larkins, wasn't it? It was Larkins. It was, belonged to a man called Paddy Larkin, who opened it in 1938, I think it was. Wow. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. And... Um, that, that was going he way back, and, and he had, used to keep his greyhounds in the backyard. There, <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was really mad for it. And there was a greyhound called Clan Melboy, and she won the, the uh, stakes in uh, the Derby, and or, or was it the Oaks. But anyway, um, in Powerstone, which was the uh, national Oaks Prize. Mm, mm, mm. right i don't know what year it would have been the 60s i'd say paddy larkin he'd he would have died around then as well and after that then all you lots of people you had um um james hoolahan and and he was about the first that i remember going way back into the 70s into the 80s then and as well as that then you had uh irma barlow she was in charge here and then for a few years you had Annie and pat power and, and he's gone back up i think to their lovely lady so so but uh, and then it went early kind of after that it was left go that's a shame isn't it to see it oh, go like what that what was a shame yeah and there was no preservation orders on on the precious buildings the historic mm. buildings uh, at that time and we took it over anyway we um Oh, sure it was a matter of, first of all we had to we had to get money together because it all started out be- We had a house built above on the mountain road, on an acre ground, and uh, was in Anassas Roar of the um, Hillview uh, Tennis. and Love that that saying, with an Anassas Roar. Yeah, just around the corner from there, on the mountain road. (laughs) And uh, we we had an acre and a half up there, and God knows I loved it. And I used to keep chickens up there. uh, hence, and I also kept a few sheep. sheep yeah three, three sheep and keep the grass short <laughs> <laughs> well everything was rubble around us at the time mm. when we were first moved into it and then Esther started we called it Tubber Nagraina yeah, Mar- which, which the mortgage, was yeah it? which was an Irish name lovely name uh, well, and, that. and yeah for the uh, well which is only up the Glencat road a bit there promise the bit. and and um, so, so there, yeah, the black the road, sorry, but um, we um, we that was about 1990 uh, uh, 91, and we bought that. And a mortgage interest rate went very high, mm. and didn't Esther decide to start a bit bit of and breakfast? So, she got involved with one man, Seamus Grady, and he brought he bought seven or eight others, and John then, And John Dowling, of course. And, uh, yeah, he, he was the best. Now, Esther could to say... Hey, you're oh, next be, week. <laughs> next week, Esther. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh, no, Esther, you can't be bought me. Please, please. No, no, I shall give you a run at this now anyway. And uh, <laughs> so... Uh, that was about 1990 1991 mm. we went up there and Leicester started the bed and breakfast and she got uh, uh, we say about three rooms we had for it Don't and beautiful beautiful part up there it's too oh, the mountain really lovely, road. lovely uh, oh got plenty yeah, and, and we we also put extra people in there because the uh, we wanted to pay the mortgage the yeah oh. and Medite people came to us so we loved that anyway oh, right. so Medite was being built at the time and they were staying with you <laughs> guys the engineer, yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah, the engineer came to me yeah. and, uh, one day and I took him and his son and then he brought me eight more people
1: OK, don't forget, you're next week.
2: You're next week. Both names. It's not been Esther, this will go all wrong. So, so for now, we're about <laughs> 1991 or so. And then we we we, w- they, we were so enthused by the idea of accommodation and bed and breakfast. Hmm. We'd never seen or done it before. Hmm. that We said, let's try to have a look around the town. There might be something a bit bigger, and which could be part of it. We looked, for, looked at one of the... Big houses down there on the quay. Um, no, that didn't materialise. Plus, they were probably prone to flooding back then, they too, were, weren't they? They were. Oh, gorgeous. They were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, mm. they were. Um, so, what we did was we looked around further and we looked at Larkin's Hotel. It was about 1992. I, so. was... yeah. I went into the Allard Irish Bank and unfortunately they wouldn't look at us at all. And then we, I went to Frank Roach, the manager of the Ulster Bank. And got the two of us, and we put our story together, Um, and we wrote down what we were going to do about the place. He said it's derelict, there's no income going to come off it immediately, and he said, um, you haven't enough collateral. Mm. So we had no collateral, really. But we had the house more or less paid for um, by about 1993 or so. Due to the accommodation, used to pay for yeah, yeah. So we had nearly largely paid about three quarters of it paid for. So we sold the house. He told us that unless you get real collateral for me, we we can't uh, do do business. Mm. And he suggested we sell our house, and so. We can blame, blame Frank, who was a lovely man, but we can blame him for the loss of our house. We didn't get the house uh, sold immediately. We got it sold a pretty uh, soon in the end of '93. It was um, a doctor, I think, who bought it. And we got over, slightly over 80,000 for it then, which was great money. And, um, Not now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so he said after we went down to him with the house sold, he was delighted then he gave us the money. Still there and, and he might go. yeah <laughs> yeah frank frank was very nice to it and very supportive after that and then um we just we went ahead Um we, we got uh, teddy o'brien as the builder and we got um was there much to do to oh, the yes. place? There was, oh, anyway. there was an awful lot to do. You see, we had no house now at this stage. So where were we you staying? Yeah, we stayed in yeah. here in the hotel. We moved in all oh, our our goods, board. our mm. goods and chattels, in here to the hotel, and we lived here on our own. Well, well of course, there was Martin seven or really eight, seven, seven, seven or eight, or nine black cats upstairs that run, running around, and um, Esther goes mad. You keep saying that about Esther, cats? it's the true. Cats. But anyway, we lived in this room here which was the dining room. Beautiful name. And uh, we you had the cooker out there mm. and my, my my two uncles came down from Cabin down to our house down Sarsby Street and they, at one then didn't they come up and have a look? And they were walking up the stairs and Esther and myself were down at the <laughs> lobby. <laughs> and we heard what we heard one of them saying Oh my god, they sold our lovely house up on the mountain road, to spend new. To buy this dump.
0: That's oh exactly my. what this thing. Oh, my. And it's a dump.
2: Yes. they never make anything out of this. Oh, do you know what? And I'd say most of the people in the town top we were mad. Mm. Um, we started anyway with Teddy O'Brien. And he was very good. He'd, great he'd, he was a great builder. And anything you want to do next or in a different way, he'd do it. Michael Ahern, a yeah. And very communicative. And Michael Ahern, Michael J. Ahern, Jackie Ahern. Was the architect or engineer, and they were, they, both of them were great. And it took us a couple of years though to get it right because we wanted to put an extra story up at the top, and we, we applied to the council for planning permission. And it took us a long time to get planning permission, maybe about uh, a year. And uh, the meantime, we were living here, and then Michael, Michael Carey, a gentleman. Uh, and a good, a good a good, publican up at the top of Irish Town, he said, you can come stay with me in this house that he had right beside yes. the bar. And he didn't charge an extra uh, northerly rent, but um, he was lovely to us. And... Um, and he helped us a lot. He helped us an awful lot and he gave us accommodation out of the hotel because we had no we had no running water map, really and we had no we had no electricity here. Oh or, my God. Yeah. yeah and they we building us. around us.
1: Well at least the church was across the road.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that crazy. helped. <laughs> that, that, was, that was truly <laughs> the silence. Yeah, <laughs> church. yeah but uh, the, the, the parish priest at the time said our circumstances were dire. Oh my good God. And, Anyway, so it was all great fun, really, when I look back this on it. But at really the time... Yeah, yeah, we go down there if we want to wash ourselves. in Harsby Street. But uh, that, that, that was grand. And we eventually then, we, we got it open in on the 31st of May 1997.
1: It must have been great relief to have it done and open after oh, everything oh. you had gone through.
2: We just were delighted we had the place open yeah. and uh, we badly needed to, to get it open because builders mm. had to be paid and others oh, had to be course, paid. Yeah. And uh, so we started in '97 and by God, it, it was incredible, Mark. The amount of people who came into us yeah, in, yeah, the bar, in the bar. There, there the, numbers, the numbers, the numbers <laughs> of people that came in. Now, in Tamil at that time, but not anymore, there was a thing called kind of the honeymoon for for say a new place a new shop new yeah uh, yeah, yeah the and this was part of what the local people would give you. And they really were very supportive. It was beyond any honeymoon kind of idea because it went on for several years. So what is the honeymoon again, sorry, Richie? The honeymoon is that they give you support Double and months. for about a month oh, or two months. that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, but in stupid. our case, it was a year or two or three years that the bar, the bar was thriving. Mm. And we were. I suppose the Celtic Tiger came to town. Around uh, that time, mm. and I n- nudged. Mm. We were looking at him come down the street, the Celtic Tiger, <laughs> and I, n- I nudged Esther up onto his back and jumped up myself. And had half the town was on top of his <laughs> back at that stage. We all got involved with this Celtic Tiger yeah, thing. Yeah. But, um, oh. and, and things boomed right up to 2007 and then 2008, and things got very quiet in the bar. Then which was a downfall. I was never in the bar, which, with it, when yeah. that there wasn't someone in the bar. Mm. I yeah. never spent a day in the bar. Mm. But uh, that was grand, and um, we, I kept my job in the library. You see, I, yeah. I worked in libraries from about uh, nineteen seventy-seven or so uh, onwards, and. Um, was that here in town, Richie? no, in to start. We no, Cork to sta- start with. And I was there for a couple of few years, oh. and then I went to um, the library, Mortimer Mar- City and I went as, a li- li- as an assistant librarian and I, I went along then and um, I climbed up a bit at the ladder and eventually they uh, put me in charge.
1: Can I ask you something about being a librarian? Because I always wanted to know, have you had to shh people in a library?
2: Oh, yes, many, many, many <laughs> times, yeah. yeah. We did, yeah. I loved it. I loved the library. I loved all the fun we had yeah. down there. And the real characters. And some of the, the, the ladies who worked there then were dating back, we would say, as far as the 50s, mm. even. And, you know, which was great. And... Patty Fanning. And Patty Fanning, trained me for the top for the position. And she says, Richard, she said, i've only one problem about you she said you have the knowledge to do this um, but you're not at all uh, punctual and certainly you're not reliable (laughs) but 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 there's still nobody here to do it and, and so anyway i loved the job then when i was put in charge and things like that and i had also had a responsibility for the college library which we later became the university library. So I did take yeah. it seriously.
1: And did you find it hard to leave then, Richie,
2: when you you, you came here full time? Ah oh, yes, it was very hard. Mm. To leave. You retired. I, I I retired because Todd's too young, surely. Yeah, no, no, I stayed on. We were clever enough, like the, gover- the government. The um, government. See, money was certainly kind of. Uh, more secure money than than you'd make in a derelict hotel. Right, okay. So it did stay on a few years and then I went full-time. Because the amount of work, Mm. this whole thing about this Celtic Tiger and the boom was there, certainly. And the £50 notes were swinging into the the tills. Mm. And uh, we started out with one till in the bar and we ended up with three. Mm. That'll show you you the amount of work, amount of time and uh, work. I Uh, think I stayed here morning, noon and night. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. So so then we had no um, rooms prepared at that stage, but the uh, bar income was used to build to be, uh, to to de- decorate and finish out the rooms. The rooms were quarter built, we'd say, and their you know their position and walls ceilings were there, but they weren't finished out. The bar was open. So so, so when the bar o- was open, was everything seemed down. to happen. As well as then, we bought, we bought two houses. We didn't buy, you know, four or five or six. The banks were giving out money, and we did accept the money for two houses up there on the Cashel Road partnership, and it was grand. We eventually uh, got those paid for, you know. So, so that was all. That was the extent of, of the business, if you like.
1: And tell us about yourself. Where, whereabouts in town are you from, Richie?
2: I'm from, I'm from uh, Sarsfield Street down there, which is only just straight down the road mm-hmm. here. And you just stay on this side and oh, 150 yards uh, away from us. And I would say that uh, it was opposite the Clamall Alarms. At that time, all Sarsfield Street and all up along Gladstone Street and O'Connell Street was packed with people, residents, with lots and lots of people. Just living right Dr. over Adrian. over in flats at that time or uh, some of them are just living over the shop yeah. which was grand Dr. what year are we roughly talking, We're about? talking about 1960s around the 60s oh yes I was, yes I was and born. who had who
1: had the clomwell arms in back then
2: yeah oh brendan petters oh, alarms, yeah right, okay and the man after him then um was rory o'brien and then it closed down about 2006 and it's closed mm. since and do you know what, I think is a, I think is an absolute uh, disaster to have the Tom and close. You weren't <laughs> tempted to... Uh... Oh, 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 no, we'd had enough. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh. We'd had enough from. me Went through with this, yeah. Uh.
1: But good days growing up in Sarsworth Street?
2: Ah, yeah, great days. Yeah. Great days of playing with all the young girls around the place. You know, around the streets. The streets at the centre of the town was our domain. I was very very studious Mark mm. and I, I was a SWAT, mm. <laughs> it's as simple as that and when I got into sec- secondary school I was worse again swatting all the time and I was determined like to be up near the top of the class, mm. so it was a, that kind of a, a streak, a competitive streak was in me which was great really looking back on it but, and I, liked, I loved the school, I loved school. And the same way I love libraries. Can you remember who your teachers were back then? Oh, In fact, what school did you go to, Richard? I went to the Christian Brothers. Oh, right. I, uh, uh, bro- Brother Maloney, uh, Tambourg, mm. Mr Welch from above at Irish Town, and Brother Finnegan, and Brother O'Shaughan, Brother O'Grady. I remember them all, yeah, I would. And yeah.
1: did you have any idea what you'd like to do when
2: you left school? Oh, I did. I wanted to go to university, which I did. Right. I didn't do, I wasn't a swat at all at university. Are you joking? What? I was gave it all up. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was all boiler and all kinds of madness in the flats sense. around our mines and Ratgar. That's but where we lived. And 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 I uh, was, oh, sure, we were drinking, yes, as well. And in our flat, we had uh, Jim Welch and myself were from Clanmel. Just mm. two of us. It was just basically a, a basement a flat. There in uh, Ranelagh, and uh, after some time, we brought in one or two people from uh, Clanmel. that had have been um, workers on the roofs mm, that we knew so well from Clanmel. And that also. Then eventually we had six extra people coming up from, from Clanmel. I thought PJ Riley, Cromagran, Johnny Johnny Ryan from up there in. Albert Street um, there was um, oh, and Fizzy Lynch I nearly forgot Fizzy Fizzy was my bed partner mm. he would, uh, we only had a single bed and Fizzy was uh, a bit taller than me but he used to sleep on the inside uh, and, uh, and I would sleep uh, foot to head that's the way
1: it was though back then wasn't it oh it was mm. no,
2: genuinely it was and they weren't referred to as apartments they mm. were flats Yeah. There were flats and... That's um, the
1: posh word for flats, isn't it, the apartment? Yeah,
2: it was usually one room mm. and you'd have a little cordoned-off area in the side of the room, which was sink and um, and a glass coker, perhaps. And you'd have one or two beds in, this, in the room. So there was eight of us now sleeping in, in the one room and, and it was basement, very much basement, as flat. But it was very enjoyable. And um, we, I spent a lot of my time, like... Um, at university, just learning about the things I didn't learn in secondary school. Right, OK. Uh, so, so, and we a good social life we had. And uh, there's a lot behind that word. It's so That's difficult. another
1: podcast, maybe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and did you, did you have any jobs here in town at all? Oh, yeah, I worked
2: in Bulmers. Did you? Yeah, I worked in Bulmers when I was about um, 14. I started down there uh, picking back curtains, in the month of uh, July and August. And um, my brother and I used to go down on the bicycle. Uh, He'd be, we'd only do one bicycle, so I'd be on the bar of the bicycle. (laughs) You you were given a bucket and off you went and you picked the curtains in a group uh, of maybe 20 other boys. And then then you went up to the scales, if you had a stone of um, black, Curtains, you got paid a half a crown at the time which would of course be the equivalent of about 12 and a half European. so that's all and at the end of the the, the week if you had a fiver oh you're doing very exceptionally well this would be about 1967 or 68 and uh <laughs> there was a bunch a huge amount of us uh, working down there about 200 maybe Boys and girls. Well, it was mostly boys, I think.
1: What did you spend your hard-earned cash on?
2: I had to surrender it all to to, to my mother, especially right. street that boy or And uh, my brother brother was uh, very lazy down there, and I was very industrious. I wanted to get uh, five or six buckets mm. for the day. He used to get he'd be lucky to get one. Right. He took it so easy. His brother, his name is Seamus, Yeah. Mm. So so, um, we then we went on. And I got a job. I was promoted for all the world. I did about three seasons down there with the Black Curtains. But then I got a job in the factory, the Bulmer's factory. And that was grand as well. But it wasn't long down there. My job was to to burn the old uh, wooden pallets. They were wooden pallets. And they used to get damaged. So I used to burn them at the back of the factory. But unfortunately, I wasn't there hardly three days when I stepped on a a nail. And (laughs) my father worked down there. And um, he was greatly disappointed with <laughs> that I accepted the nail and I made a show myself. And we had we brought up to doctor Magnear near just into my third day working at Bulmers. So, oh, so uh, no, we went on next following year and uh, following year, and uh, you know, I should, there was all kinds of things happening down there. But uh,
1: do you have a favourite place or part of Clonmel? Oh yeah. What would it be?
2: Oh yes, indeed. Um, I would say at the top of La Hayarca, which is the half horn in, in English, it's a mountain up there which looks down on the town. Beautiful. And it's about 1,100 feet up. The a bit higher than the cross. And behind it is Canoc a long, long hill. And all, and Ray uh, uh, Lachna Franca, uh, the flagstone of the Rats. Well, uh, frankfurt uh, is Rash and gaily. So and um that that all those places, those that the mountains mm. are my favourite. Do you like to walk then obviously walk oh, up to yeah, the mountains. I do when I cycle down to Kilcheean every morning myself. Go down the blue way? Down yes. the blue way and back five. up every morning. I got rounds this morning. <laughs> and uh, so but and it's a cider a cider. I meant to say too that I worked in Bank Lane, which was the old the real old cider factory. All the good cider um, Where's that now? Yeah, it's just down here behind us.
1: So, Dowd's Lane, is it? Was it changed to Dowd's Lane? Yeah. No? Do you to Dowd's go? Lane. It yeah. was Dowd's Lane, that's right. So, it was known as Bank Lane before that,
2: was it? No, Bank Lane was over there in, in, off Sarsfield Street to oh. the Priory. Oh, yeah, yeah that's Bank, on Lane. On Bank Lane. That's Bank Lane. Wow. Hey. Yeah. But um, uh, cider that was made there was, was great in that I think it was extra strong. Mm. They, we used to have the old flag and bottle and You'd have the cork on it, and then you had a little rubber, red rubber on it, and you could open the bottle and, say, drink a pint out of it, and then you could put it back and drink another pint another day. It was a big, big bottle. And all the cases uh, at the very start were wooden. It was in the plastic cases. Mm, beautiful. But, but um, there was a cider made down there called Clanmel Vintage. Right. Or it was extra strong, it would be the strength almost of a wine, we'll say. Yeah. To be up around, definitely 10 de- de- degrees of alcohol, possibly 12 degrees. Mm, so there's no one around the town at the time. This is, we'll say, um, oh, it's is the early 70s. And there's no one around the town that um, it, was, it was very strong. And, um, and it was drunk here. And I, I drank some of it myself. But you know, uh, about two pints of it would be more than enough. And um, so, so it was known as um, Vintage Cider. And then, of course, the car crowd got their hand in it and they called it Johnny Jumpo. Mm-hmm. There's a song about John, Johnny Jump. If I'd like, I'd like to sort of try to sing it, and I'll leave everyone alone then. And Clonmel Cider was the most important industry in the town. At that time, there was about six, 630 people, 600 people anyway. Employed it below in Bulmers and in Doubt Yeah, my well,
1: folks worked there over the years as well. They would have worked DMR. down in Bulmers. They would indeed. Right, yeah. in your own time, please, Richie.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll tell ye a story that happened to me One day as I went down to y'all by the sea Oh, the sun it was hot and the day it was warm, says I. A cool pint can do me no harm. So I went in and I asked for a bottle of stout, says the barman, I'm sorry all the beer is run out. Try whisky or brandy, ten years in the wood. Oh, says I, I'll try cider, I've heard it is good. Oh, never, on oh, never, on oh, never again. If I live to a hundred or a hundred and ten. For I fell to the ground and I could not get up. After drinking a quart of the Johnny Jumpo. Well, the first man I met down in Yall by the little sea was a cripple on crutches who said this to me. I'm afraid of me life, I'll be struck by a car. Can you get me across to the railwayman's bar after drinking a quart of the cider they're so sweet? Well, he threw down his crutches and he danced up the street. So I went up to the lee road a friend for to see all oh, they call it the madhouse in Cork by the lee And when I got up there the truth I do tell They had him in chains in a solitary hell Said the guard testing him Say these words if you can and Around the rugged rock the ragged rascal ran Oh, tell him I'm not crazy, or oh, tell him I'm not mad Twas only a large scoop from the cider I had. Well, a man died in the Union by the name of McNabb. They washed him and cleaned him, laid him out on the slab. And after Sean Condon has taken his tapes, well, they brought him round to a mighty fine wake. About twelve o'clock and the be running high all oh, the corpse he sat up and says he with a sigh I can't get to heaven they won't let me up till I bring them a barrel of the Johnny jump up So if ever you go down to all by the sea and take warning from me boy or, oh, never, oh, never, oh, never again, if I live to a hundred or a hundred and ten. For I fell to the ground and I could not get up. After drinking a quart of the Johnny Jump Up, Chilling. hey up hey, your boy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Richie, fantastic! I'm sorry if I no, no, no that's
1: absolutely wonderful. And thank you for joining me on the podcast this week. Thank you.
2: Thank you. It is my pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: Esther is oh, next well, week. Oh,
2: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Clonmel
0: podcast.
1: Thank you, Richie. Really enjoyed that. And looking forward to hearing Esther's podcast next week. Now, before I go, time to announce the winners of our hashtag Where's Mela competition. The draw has been done. Well done to Rhoda Kinsler on Instagram and JP Mackey on Facebook, who both correctly guessed Mella was indeed at Hotel Minella. Rhoda and JP both receive the Clonmel Podcast mug. And don't forget to look out for Mella taking another selfie somewhere around Clonmel next week for your chance to win. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the seventeenth of. November. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X, and also TikTok, and on the website www.theclonmelpodcast.com. Have a safe week. Look after one another, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. This podcast was brought to you by Mr. Mr. Menswear, Abbey Street Care and Fry Street Casual, where their Black Friday sale is now on with up to 20% off selected items. Call into one of their stores today or go online at www.mistermister.ie, and their Black Friday sale ends on November 25th.
0: You've been listening to the Clumbell Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.